you know, when I heard, you know, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars, I went, holy shit, the Clone Wars? That sounds dope. And my brain went all over the place with that for years. And then everything I read on it and every, you know, it's like, oh man, that'd be so cool. And, it was, and then I got Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and then I had Obi-Wan walking into a diner on Curson with you know, a four-armed dude named Dexter. Yep. And like what is the uh the robot's name like Flo or something? Yeah, like I, um, at this point it should have been Alice. Or right. if it was Flo, I wish she would have been like kiss my transistors. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah, please. Nope. No. No. A uh, diner robot. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Did the diner robot get a figure? I know. I, I mean, know. I know. Dude did, but. Okay. Not like a it's good Dex's one. diner is the name. Of course, we all knew that. I knew that. I have it tattooed. Yep. Oh, wait. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it's a WA-7 wait- waitress droid. Mm, gendered. Problematic. Um, and uh, its name is Flo, and it's just all capitals. Alright. Um, uh, okay. That's as much as I can take talking about that film. Um, <laughs> that's it. Obi, that's I need some blow. <laughs> I've got four nostrils. (laughs) Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd yeah. life. Pop side. Hello and welcome to Bat Saga, the Bat- all Batman all the time podcast. At least for this episode. I am John Pennyworth, stalwart butler and sometimes bat stand-in. I am joined by Forrest Wayne, the brooding billionaire by day and also brooding billionaire by night. The only question I must ask is, more mezcal, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> of course, Alfred. Um, I mean, no, I'm John. John. Alfred. <laughs> Alfred's the uncle. He's the Sorry, rich uncle I... I've been waiting to get out of the poorhouse. Wow, poorhouse, huh? do I not pay you enough? <laughs> anyway, you're doing a great job. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it. I'm never <laughs> inserting that thing again. You have it now. <laughs> you know it. Um, well, uh, delightful to be here uh, with you, John, on this uh, sunny Saturday. It's clearly when we were recording this, and we did not forget about Batman Day. And, uh, whoops, I kind of jumbled that around, but it's just good to be here with you on Batman Day, a very important day for Pop Saga. Oh, and the crowd goes mild. <sighs> Sorry, it's... <laughs> the, 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 the crowd is uh, calmed but pensive, waiting for the concessions to be delivered. Uh, the players to take the field and uh, to enjoy this sunny Saturday. Yep. <laughs> the third Here. Saturday. <laughs> it's definitely Saturday, and as we said, um, uh, the, today's podcast is brought to you by Batman Day. Um, I think if you listen to any of the other episodes, or maybe just even glanced at the episode titles, you would see that um, we're uh, we're all about the Batman. Yeah, man. Don't. Yeah. So, yeah, we, how we, could we, we let the Saturday go by? Uh, sunny Saturday. Um, without celebrating uh the baddest of man. Exactly. It was a. It, it is a 
sunny third Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that that's when uh, Batman Day came around. I guess it yep. was to uh, right. celebrate the seventy fifth anniversary of Bat uh, Batman's first appearance. That's right. Wow. 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 Um, and the that first appearance was uh, in 1939 in the case of the Chemical Syndicate. Always Batman and chemicals. Always Batman and chemicals. Yeah, he's you know Gotham has a bit of a chemical problem. Do you think like Gotham is like crystal meth capital of like? I guess in the world or just listen just... I think Gotham wishes it was the crystal meth capital like of, that was of the DC problem. universe <laughs> yeah because people in Gotham don't have time to worry about the the what may or may not be a crystal meth problem because they have a uh, water is filled with a chemical that will make you laugh until you die problem yeah, it's kind of a problem. You bring a good point. Yeah, I always felt the other, same about. They got other things to worry about. Uh, like I always felt the same about raging water. So yeah, I think you have a good point. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait. Uh, what? Raging water, water parks in general. I always get nervous about all those different people and all oh, the potential I see. bodily fluids. Yes, That's you're talking about. about you're talking about the primordial stew that uh, exists at the bottom of every water slide. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you know how many, like, uh, swim trunk sh- nets have just mingled in this one bottom portion? It's scarier than anything that the Joker or the Scarecrow could come out with. Oh, yeah. Well, um, uh,. Like, uh, yeah. Let's not. De- I don't want to derail too much, but I did just listen to uh, a terrific podcast um, called "Podcast the Ride," and they just had a episode about Action Park, um, which is sort of that fabled um, most dangerous water park in the world, uh, water park that was in New Jersey, and. Um, uh, you know, I guess uh, I would say if you're interested, check it out. There's very good documentaries out there about it. Um, there's a good Defunct Land, and there's this podcast about it, and um, they talk about just like you know they used to write, they used to draw the water slides on like a napkin and be like, wouldn't it be cool if a water slide did this? And then they would just build it. You know, they're not Whoa. engineers, but. Uh, wouldn't yeah. it be great if this water slide had kind of like a cheese grater type texture that, that went down it? That kind of happened. Oh, <laughs> so, Jesus, of course. Yeah, so um, <laughs> look it up. Um, certainly not something that Batman would have stood for. Nah, you would have knocked that shit down. So, oh, yeah. Your wicked water slide is at an in action park. <laughs> Classic Batman. Um, yeah, and always, um, always uh, against um, you know theme parks that are that are poorly managed, or or at the very least whose uh, whose records on safety are are uh, a bit spotty, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, Batman isn't out there. He's not out there. Uh, like uh you know making sure regulations are enforced um he's out there you know he's out there doing the the good stuff by keeping other costumed characters uh from causing too much havoc yeah i mean when you live in a place that has an amusement mile and it always seems to be the last place you look for the joker but you know that's always the first place that the joker is looking for real estate I guess yeah. I, could, I could see his disdain for uh, any sort of non-up-to-code amusement park. I see what you're saying. So so maybe he's not out there enforcing every set of regulations, but 
in terms of theme parks <laughs> because of the large one in Gotham um, where Joker, I guess, it pays a lease. I'm just going to assume he is paying a lease on uh, the Amusement Mile property because he is just always there. Um, do you think it's open sometimes and Joker's like, Ugh. <laughs> ah, I was trying to sleep. Uh, I can, all I can hear is the calliope music. Oh, God. Yeah, I could see that. Where he's just like, Harley! Harley! Get those funnel cake cards out of here! The smell <laughs> is making me nauseous! <laughs> if I swell, if I smell one more funnel cake, I'm going to shit my pants! Right? Classic Joker move. Yeah. Um, he's always taking dumps in his pants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, that's kind of what he's known for, right? Making pencils disappear and, um, messing his draws. (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's actually Robin laid the egg, so there you go. Sure, yes, and you don't think that is, is literally saying that the Robin the Boy Wonder produced an egg out of some sort of, uh combined cloaca type aperture yeah not that i think he poops mm-hmm. his pants okay I think they all do i mean i would i mean there is even an issue where batman talks about peeing his pants so is that a fact that is a um fact. okay that fact <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> perfect that's gotta play every time i say bat fact from here on out. Sure. Um, <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, fuck this episode, I'm out. Yeah. Well, I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I'm going to forget, um, no doubt, by the end. Um, but uh, let me ask you this, John. Shoot. Do you remember uh, Do you remember how you became aware of Batman? Uh, yes. Um, I think I've mentioned it before that, you know, like comics, that's how I learned to read were comics. And, um, so, you know, Iron Man was huge, but so was Batman, uh, Superman, um, some X-Men stuff, Spider-Man, you know, all those comics kind of taught me. But, um, Batman was special because it was that coupled with the, uh, Batman 66, um, you know, the reruns that would play here on, uh, coffee TV 20 out here in the Bay area. Um, it was when I first became aware of Batman. My brother's also a huge Batman fan or, or was, I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it recently, but see what his thoughts are. But yeah, so just kind of grew up. Batman's always been around. Uh, I was trying to think about that same um question as it relates to me and i think i can't really remember the first time that i really was first aware of uh batman i've always been a fan of comics and um but but i think that the first time i saw it was uh on on the i think batman 66 introduced me to batman Hmm. I was a huge fan of the those old corny Adam West, um, uh, you know, live act the live action Batman sixty uh, six sh- uh, show. And the thing is, um, I remember being taking it incredibly seriously when I was a kid. Uh, like when when that like when there's a giant like you know sea monster coming after batman and robin i was legitimately like okay this is it i'm terrified (laughs) batman's never gonna get out of here alive holy metronome what a fate punched in the player piano roll true robin scarcely an end i'd ever anticipate life a cup full of surprises to the last drop see any way out batman frankly from this perspective no Wait a minute. A minute's too long. My toes are almost in the puncher. Big weird crab thing. And it was 
it's you know it it had some texture it had it was kind of scary looking oh for sure there's i mean look at look at that rogues gallery you know joker with the weird furry lip that i never understood <laughs> until i got older and it was just like oh he just didn't shave his mustache that was weird yeah you know, well, King I don't know about you, but like back in my, I had one of those when I was growing up. We had a TV that literally had like the V, uh, you know, the UHF dial on it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. And yeah, and, and it was so blurry that I couldn't tell. And I, th- I was pretty sure uh, I, wa- I used to like rent tapes of Batman from the library, um, or check them out. And uh, man. It was uh, it was corny, but it was like these the stories were obviously to me they they kind of felt more urgent and uh, grounded because I'm a kid and I don't you know know any better. Um, and uh, what was kind of awesome is like I, as I grew out of those um, movies or sorry the TV show and the the TV movie. Um, I like graduated into Tim Burton's Batman, so it was a nice sort of uh, on ramp, I think, because I was ready for that um, sort of more darker, more uh, adult Batman. Yeah, like this Tim Burton guy, he he's really dark. He's a real dark <laughs> Batman. I mean, it was right. Um. I mean, because, yeah, com- compared to Batman 66, of course. Right. This, you know, this is the brooding, thought-provoking Batman that, you know, you've always wanted to see. You never knew you were missing until you finally saw it. it well, and that's, that's an interesting part of Batman's background, right? Is that he, uh, or I should say the character has always had or has seemingly always had this push and pull between camp and like grim greedy seriousness yeah i mean i guess there's a bit of uh just abject silliness within a character like batman but then his origins are completely 100 percent understandable and very real world you know, yeah, it's not like he landed from a planet that exploded or was born on Themyscira or you know anything like that. Jin is a real origin. That shit has happened. Just you know, he, kind of the response. Yeah. yeah, it's it's incredibly interesting to think about like when Batman was created back all the way back in 1939. Um, it was taking very. Uh, heavily from uh pulp stories of the time so that's where the inspiration came from and it leaned into it because this batman as you said he uh is is seeking vengeance for his parents i mean that was established all the way back uh you know that has been part of his his story since his inception um pun not intended (laughs) christopher <laughs> and uh oh what the <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is great i'm never going to have to insert anything again um these will edit themselves <laughs> right <laughs> but you'll just have to uh, like uh all this rambling and 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 uh stuttering and pausing i'm doing you'll have to go through and do a do a bunch of micro edits but dude if i did that then the episode would be like 2 minutes long <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the... Oh, wow. Yeah. I can see why you edit that part out. All the gibberish, really. (laughs) Wouldn't come across. Hey, every time... Just just an aside before we get back into Batman. Because I'm going to talk about Batman all the time. I listen to myself on this. And it drives me nuts every time I edit it. Because I sound so stupid. But I do it anyway. Mm. But sometimes I know I hear myself I'm like man you need to learn speak English better now and (laughs) you need to increase your vocabulary John well I'm I'm gonna start keeping a list 
that I need to do. I know a lot of words, but uh, sometimes they don't come out mouth well. Well, you know. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> uh, you could do, um, you could do uh, like what I do, where I'm constantly pausing and saying, uh, and that way I, it gives me time to think about what I, I'm going to say next. And, um, yeah, and it's always good, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, time in. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just weird how um, Batman sort of started off really gritty and grounded and uh, pretty dark, and then... And killing people. And killing people, yeah, he the, the sort of co- code he introduced for himself, the moral code, didn't necessarily come along until later, but... Um, how he was like in the forties, he was dark and gritty. And then in the fifties, it started to get more campy because, um, of the, you know, like the, the science fiction that was, you know, popular during that time, they were trying to add some of that in there. That's why we got Batmite and Ace the Bat Hound and, and, um, other characters were introduced at that time. And then, in the 60s they brought it back down to earth initially and then the uh show premiered and it drove comic sales through the roof and people were and then of course dc is like okay we gotta make the comics campy as well and then you know it took uh it took the um the team of uh neil adams and dennis o'neill mm-hmm um uh you know to try uh, in 1969 to to deliberately try to bring it back down but nobody wanted it <laughs> it just like those comics were awesome i mean neil adams you you really have to thank for how batman looks today but you know it uh it took all the way until uh the dark knight returns really to to bring batman to, to start batman's road back um uh to the sort of the number one icon pop culture icon we think about him uh, or think about that character today as, as sort of like one of the tops of the pop culture pantheon but it's hard to it's hard to imagine back in 1986 you know batman was like in need of a, a massive overhaul to get people back on board. I don't know if it was massive overhaul or if it was just uh, a lack of a founding identity. You know, like always changing with the times is, you know, something that you typically get in comic books. And, you know, this is no different, you know, from his uh, pulp inspired origins to yeah deciding to have like the rainbow suited batman where he would wear a different colored suit every day because that was just what they wanted to put in the comics to like you said uh, dennis o'neill and neil adams i think really started to bring the character back to a a a a, a more serious note and then, yeah, the exclamation point was the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, like... and I thought what was interesting about um, a little bit I read about uh, Dennis O'Neill is that when he um, approached the collaboration with him and Neil Adams, he literally just went back in the archives and uh, took out one of, um, you know, uh, the old Bill Finger, Bob Kane, Batman and uh he literally just wanted to take it back to the to brass tacks or or to the foundational level and uh i thought that was a it was an interesting respectful way to go and i think they probably sold pretty good but um but as i understand it basically from the start of the 70s for the next 15 years circulation just dropped year after year yeah, I mean, I can see that it was, well, one, you also didn't have um, the TV show on anymore, and then you started to get him in cartoons, and the style that you were getting was kind of a, a hybridized 
version of uh, what was in the comics, right? Like Neil Adams, similar style, but he's appearing in Scooby-Doo or, you know, his own series, the what, Batman and Robin cartoon. Yeah. But, yeah, it took a note. And it, like I said, that's why I give Dark Knight Returns the exclamation point. Because that took all of that. And obviously someone who, you know, Frank Miller understood the character and took you away from what you knew, gave you something that was, you know, and for the folks at home who don't know, The Dark Knight Returns is a story where it takes place in the future of Batman, where he is 55 years old. He hasn't been Batman for 10 years because superheroing has been made illegal by the government. And um, he just, you know, he decided, okay, I'm retired because they retired for him. But as he starts going around Gotham, crime has gotten worse. Gangs of, um, there's a, a gang called the Mutants which are just terrorizing people way more than like anyone else could stand. And he's just seeing kind of the fall of his city happening and occurring. And his subconscious keeps bringing this image of a bat uh, to the forefront until one day he decides to shave. He even grows a mustache. He started drinking all this stuff. And one day he shaved his mustache, started wearing his bat suit and went out there. And the book is crazy. It, it literally there probably one of my favorite Batman uh, running a little speech he gives to uh, Superman near the tail end of it which is amazing um, and it's a great book like I had said before uh, in 1985 the circulation of the comic had continued to drop because interest was waning and so at that at that point Dennis O'Neill took over as editor and um he saw it as his job to reinvent the character which led to the dark knight returns in 1986 year one uh by frank miller and dave uh mazzicelli yeah i believe you're correct um and 1988's uh, a killing joke by alan moore and, and brian bolland Oh my god, I love Brian Bowen. Yeah. Jesus, his art is so good. So, these are three sort of like watershed um books for Batman that that came out uh all around the same time um under the stewardship of uh Dennis O'Neill. And uh he I mean, you really have to credit him a lot. Um, after, you know, he wrote for Batman for so long, um, you have to credit him a lot for, for really revitalizing the character. And, uh, it directly led to, um, 1989's, uh, Batman film. Yeah, I mean, that one, um, geez, that one, uh. You could see everything kind of leading up into that Batman. That's why that one's so dark and gritty. And um, I guess what we would consider a dark and gritty Batman, because the last live action one we had was Adam West. So it was a complete, utter departure from there. there yeah. There, there's one book I want to include in this list that a lot of people leave out. It's uh, Arkham Asylum. A serious house on serious earth. It's a. It's literally probably literally the first graphic novel. That's the only way it came out. It didn't come out in single issues. It was made as a graphic novel. It came out in 1989. Authored by Grant Morrison and artist Dave McKean. And that was some crazy shit to read. Like I read that later on. I was like, woo, okay. You kind of see where the Joker. Woo, woo. Ooh, some crazy shit. Anyway, just want <laughs> just, just to throw that out there. All led up, to, all the stuff Forrest said to, all kind of led up to uh, Batman 89 and the Bat Renaissance, really. Yeah, because after that, um, it was just a, a series of Bat hits. Um, 
and a few bad misses <laughs> if you you know um according to some of us of course um well when you go up to bat you can't always hit home runs that's true <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Fuck you! I thought that was good. Not really. Nah, don't don't give me a pity. Uh, I'm not even gonna say the name of that. It sounds so dirty. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh. A uh, a pity, but um. I guess I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. Um. That was a good, I mean, that, I don't have a groan sound effect, uh, which is what that pun, I think, deserves. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> if I can find the one from uh, Karaoke Revolution, I'll, I'll, I'll send it your way. Wow. Karaoke it, Revolution. It, it's That's very... Uh, does that include Batman in it? It doesn't, but it's very specific, because that was the most real groan I've ever heard in a video game in my to this day yeah um, all right can i tell the story or are we just sticking with bat facts <laughs> um hold on a second um uh what is this about again karaoke revolution yes karaoke revolution uh hello oh. everybody and welcome to an episode of um games john remembers <laughs> Tonight on Games, John Remembers, Karaoke Revolution. Hi, John, how are you? Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight on another episode of Games, John Remembers. So, John, uh, tell us what you remember about this game. Uh, thanks for having me, Forrest. Really happy to be here. Um, sorry for the tangents. Sometimes they come. Um, just say that my brain looks like a... Uh, Jello snakes. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, John. Please. Anyway, um, Karaoke Revolution. I remember playing it with my wife, and uh, a few of us were there. And um, my favorite part about any karaoke thing is that people don't ever remember the actual lyrics to the songs. They don't remember the like the like the main line. So she was singing "Fame." <laughs> you know yes, how you do classic it. mistake. Yeah, so she is going, I love that song. And then she played it and realized she knew nothing but the fame. I want to live forever. And in that game, as you miss notes, the crowd starts going, mm, they start shuffling, and, you know, they start going, they start booing you. So she's only hitting the fame part, missing every other part. And then um, this one guy, like the crowd was almost gone. And she was like, fame! And then you could hear this guy go, oh! <laughs> like, like literally the most disgusted sound you could ever hear. Like, oh! Like, <laughs> so repulsed. And after that what? sound came, yeah, like, what? What the what? Like, get off the stage! You don't know what you're talking about! Like, it was so, it was so real. Like, I felt it. Like he 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 must have experienced something in his life that he could bring that sound up on like command, and like five <laughs> seconds later the song stopped. She couldn't continue. It was like game over type of thing. <laughs> so if I find that one, I'll send it to you so you can put it on your soundboard. But it has to be that one. Anything else? I don't want I don't want like regular studio audience. No, it's got to be that. Oh! Well, that's fantastic, John. Another great memory from a great man. And that has been it for <laughs> Games John Remembers. I think that's the name of the show. Sure. Anyway, we'll, we'll see you next week, folks. Finish him! <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so Batman 89 comes out and it blows the things off of everybody and then you get Batman Returns and then after Batman Returns you get Batman the Animated Series and then for some you unfortunately get Batman Forever mm -hmm. and then for many you got Batman and Robin 
And then it seemed like Batman and Bat Fever might be dead. But nope. Mr. Himself was uh, <laughs> waiting in the wings. Uh, Mr. Inception himself um, uh, took Batman, picked him up, dust him off, dusted him off, and uh, gave him a real serious business to attend to in, a, in the grittiest, graveliest, darkest, Liam Neesoniest Batman ever. Those are all real words and correct. Yep. TM, TM, TM. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then, and, and, uh, Batman has continued to be a huge box office draw, uh, ever since. Um, so, uh, John. Yes. Would you like to play a bat game? Do you bleed? Oh, man, I couldn't even do it right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's play a bat game. All right. Ben Affleck, but uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, well, uh, just keep practicing. Uh, bat practice makes Do bat perfect. Nope. nope. <laughs> They're almost. <laughs> Tell me, do you bleed? <laughs> too. My mom's named Martha, too. Why'd you Goodbye. say that? Why'd you say that? Why'd you say Martha? Grover as Batman. Yay! <laughs> Actually, wait. Grover's just Yoda, so hold on. Hmm. Yay! Anyway, let's <laughs> yes. Your reset. That was great because you reset with your your anchor phrase, the 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 Yoda um sort of uh, quizzical mm. thing, but then you said the Grover thing exactly the same as before. I know what I did. I was that was good... great. Everyone who knows me knows I have a pretty good Yoda. It's damn good. Yeah. So you know flexing over here but yeah what is your bad game all right yes yes it is a bad game but it is also a bad I game bat. i said bat i didn't say bad <laughs> oh well i misheard and am projecting my own insecurities onto you once again <laughs> anyway um so today's bad game is guess the Rotten Tomato score. Um, so that's actually that should actually be reversed because it's more like I'm gonna tell you a Rotten Tomato score, and then you're going to tell me what Batman film you think that is for. Um, okay. This can this includes. Uh, Batman, the Batman 66 movie, um, okay. both the burdens, um, and, uh, I did not include the shoemaker, Schumacher's for some reason, um, or, yeah, so, well, I guess if you were like 2%, I'd be like, Batman and Robin? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so, I, I'm not sure, uh, why, but, so, anyway, we have seven um, or eight. Yeah, let's just call them eight. Eight Batman films for you to guess. Okay. And, uh, alright, so the rules again are I am going to give you the percentages, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and you tell me what all right. bat film uh, that is in relation to. So, the first one. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Mm, I feel like that is Batman Returns. Oh, so close. That's too long for a bad sound. <laughs> okay. That's um, shit out. Uh, so, 78 is Batman 66. If, yeah, that was my second one. Well, 
Uh, you were very close. So, next up. 28%. 28%. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, and you didn't pick a Shulmakar one? Uh, nope. No, they are oh, not geez. included in the list. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, Batman v Superman Trial of the Century. You are correct. Batman v Superman gets a 28 from the critics wow. at Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez. Oh, I mean, it's fair. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that surprised even me. Yeah, I mean, I don't look at... I haven't been on Rotten Tomatoes in probably more than 10 years, so... Oof. Yeah, that's okay. rough. I um, yeah, rough. I I used Rotten Tomatoes because, in my experience, they are always a little higher than Metacritic, uh, and I wanted to give all these films their due. So, next up, now let's fly in our bat planes all the way to the top at ninety-four percent. What is the bat film that got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Dark Knight? That is correct! That is correct, The Dark Knight with 94% and audience score exactly 94 as well. Everyone felt like it was almost a perfect film. Yeah, that's great. I know some people who didn't like it and I don't talk to them anymore. So, yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only recourse you have when someone comes at you with that uh, opinion. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. You, well, no. <laughs> when someone's like, Jack Nicholson's my Joker, I just tune them out. <laughs> yeah. I have a problem with him as Joker, but that's not like a Joker for anyone to latch on to. <laughs> at that point, just like Cesar Romero, it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But John, you are my number one wonder, a guy. I'm of a mind that makes a moogie. Whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. <laughs> I'm of a mind makes a moogie. <laughs> Stop uh, the presses. Who is that? <laughs> well, I'd like, I'd like to see you do that, actually, uh, after that. But, um... Because that sounds way, way uh, better. Um, just kidding, all you Batman 89 fans out there. Um, hey, that was my bat suit cool. of choice. Even though yeah. I'm thinking about re refreshing that list. But Ooh, I can't wait to go back and revisit that. Actually, let, let me, we'll, let, let's talk about that after this. But okay. um, So, uh, let's see. A few more. Uh, next up is 71 71 uh, Dark Knight Rises mm, Judges yeah. <laughs> mm, uh, I guess it was I, I'm sorry Batman 89 oh, 71 man. I would have thought that would have got a little higher yeah, are, you too. Including, are you including Justice League in this? Oh yes. Oh, okay. But I'm not yeah. going. Um, I'm not going any in any sort of uh, ascending or descending order. No, no, I understand. I understand. Just making sure that that's an option for me to pick. Yeah, it certainly is. All right. Um. All right. So Batman '89, not '89, '71 on Rotten Tomatoes. But how about this? 80 and certified fresh what batman film got 80 percent and certified fresh i feel like that's uh now i feel like that maybe that is uh batman begins oh i'm so, so then that sorry one was the dark knight rises that is Batman Returns. Oh shit! I forgot about Batman Returns. <laughs> All right. I totally I, forgot that was. An I option. don't know if I agree with that one. That one shocked me. Uh, what was it again? Eighty-one. Eighty. 
80. And, and uh, Batman 89 got a 71. What is the... That seems really backwards. Yeah, well, I mean, objectively, if you watch them now, they're not that great. I mean, um, I don't want to stir up a hornet's uh, nest here, but I agree with you. Uh, they are not my favorite, but if they're your favorite, I'd say good on ya. Um, uh, you're cool. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, d- uh, I've, uh, uh, so lightheaded. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, all right. So so far, I'm like uh, three for what six now. Um. Yeah, I wasn't keeping track. But <laughs> oh well, shit! I was. Oh goddamn! Okay. I'm, I'm not showing my bat fanitude. <laughs> um. Now this one is. I mean, these are these are tough. Anyway, so um, forty, forty percent on Justice League. That is correct. Almost too easy. Should have include, uh, included the Schumacher ones in there, although who knows what they got. Um, but, uh, Can you yeah, get Justice negative? League. Pardon? Can you get negative on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> no, I think, well... Like, like certified crop didn't even get made. Yeah, I mean, I think there is... There has been something that's gotten a zero. Um... So I don't know. Negative, you probably have to like go into people's houses after the movie and like uh, stab their grandma. <laughs> oh god. Um, what Batman film got eighty four percent, eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Now that feels like that is Batman Begins. Ding 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 ding. That is correct. That is uh, Batman Begins. And I think uh, a perfectly fair score to boot. But Yeah, I enjoyed it. How about... Well, we're kind of getting down to... I think there's only one film actually remaining. So... Um, so, do you know... That's The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, so... Like, and, yes, uh, The Dark Knight Rises! And let's... For this last question, let's, let's flip this game on its head. Bane... And um, why don't you tell me how what do you think the percentage is for The Dark Knight Rises on Rotten Tomatoes? Bane, take it away. I think it's 77. Hmm, well, a weirdly fortuitous guess, Bane. Uh, but I'm afraid you're going to get the Joker laugh. Because the answer is 87. But you, ha- you got the 7 right. Wait so you minute, don't go home any handed. You, you get a, whoa, whoa. Uh, a fruit, uh, a melon bouquet from Stop. Edible Arrangements. Stop the presses. They gave Dark Knight Rises a higher score than Batman Begins? That is correct. Did they not see Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> Did yes. you get your Metacritic and other thing rating all messed up? Um, but you know what? This uh, is a quiz show thing. This thing, I'm smelling conspiracy. No way in hell that movie would get scored that high. Interesting. Okay, let's uh, let's take a look. Um, we are now navigating to the website on air, on tape, live to wax. Here we go. Am I vamping? Perhaps. Anyway. Um. I, I'm uh, like seriously puzzled by that. The answer is 87. Yes. And it's a certified fresh and the audience score gave it a 90. One okay, what was the what was the audience? 000. What was Pardon? the audience score for Batman Begins? Well, if you'd um, be so kind, I'll go ahead and vamp for a second. See, folks, the the reason why I find it uh, 
odd is because I just seem to remember a lot of uh, Bat fans not being uh, fans of Dark Knight Rises. Um, I thought it was a fine film. I enjoyed my time with it. I did not like it as much as I liked The Dark Knight, but to this day there isn't a Batman movie that I think I would like anymore closer to The uh, Dark Knight. So there you go. Um, So I'm just kind of shocked and puzzled, but maybe it's just because everyone I know are similar enough to me that they would make sure that that movie wouldn't score as high. Well, I have an answer for you right here. Um, The audience score for Batman Begins is a 94, so uh, the critics rose, you know, uh, three points, but the audience dropped four, so... You know what? I would say both are, I mean, they're fundamentally almost the same. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I mean, okay. But then you think, is Batman Returns really just 4% worse than Batman Begins? Yeah, no. Have you seen Batman Returns? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He kills people. I mean, I know he kills people in all these movies. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, at least Batman Begins, he kind of not kill kills Ra's Ghul. Spoiler alert. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think uh, that's how spoiler alerts work. <laughs> we, um, but we are the uh, we are the number one purveyor on in the podcast space of uh belated and inconsequential spoiler alerts are we not i feel like yeah like i mean i feel like our super fan super fans understand yeah um that we will just spoil shit without thinking about putting a spoiler we're we're learning anyway yeah we'll get have there have you seen batman Stick returns yeah put... i have christopher um... walking in a fright wig yep he says yeah. i got bigger fish to fry but you know, like in Christopher Walken speak, like yeah, I don't have a good Christopher penguin, Walken. I'm not going to try one out. The penguin comes out of a sewer in a giant duck on wheels. It's a duck on wheels. Yeah, there's no denying that it's a duck on wheels. So okay, whatever. That <laughs> see, that is why I have not been on Rotten Tomato. In so many damn years. It's exactly that reason. I I would go crazy. I think that's fair. So, I, you know, how do we wrap Mm-mm. this up? <laughs> wrap it up is, I didn't score too well, but um, I'm mad at real critics. There you go. Yeah, I think but that's fine. fans got me. I think that's a, that's a good way to go. I... Uh, you know, um, the, these are like the movie landscape changes with each, with each subsequent generation of film. So, you know, what is acceptable and popular at one point is, uh, you know, is passe by another. So why do you think let's uh, let's kind of close out with this with this question. We can kind of ponder. But why do you think um, Batman has become such an enduring uh icon uh, in pop culture now that's a good question that is probably a lot more deep than i'll ever be able to articulate um i i would say for me being a fan of pop culture enough to do this podcast with you um that Batman has uh, survived the test of time because he, honestly, he's probably the most hero out of all the heroes, if that makes sense. His, his motives are completely understandable. Um, he is, it, granted, you know, the outfit and the technology is not realistic, but it's closer than you could ever be to being a a Superman or a flash or, you know, um, 
you know, low pan. <laughs> I just said low pan because I stared at him in my office anyway. Um, okay, is low pan in your office? Yeah, I have a little low pan. I have a little shelf of evil, you see, that has okay. like a Skeletor the... Megatron. Not actually low pan. Okay, not just like, checking. In, no, not Blink once actor. if you're safe. When... <laughs> That's me blinking. Oh wow! With really dry eyeballs. Anyway, yeah. But um, he is just it. It's relatable in a sense that you could see yourself becoming Batman. I know that seems weird to say, but like you're like, man, if I worked out and trained in Krav Maga or went to a few different UFC things, like I could be kind of a Batman esque character. There's not much more to it than that. Um. There's the billionaire thing. Well, I mean, you'd be, you'd be a poor Batman. You'd be like a deflator mouse or something like that, right? (laughs) Right? Like, I mean, I'm not talking. Yeah, ignore the thing. Look, I think you could even become close to a Batman without, you know, the whole parents thing. But yeah, you know, like I mean, that's I, I. I just feel like there's something so cool about him so objectively understandable about him something so human about it right like he 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 is based off of grief and sorrow that you know he wasn't able to do anything about the the death of his parents so much so that he wants to try to prevent that for anybody else right he doesn't want another person to have that day that he had you know and um i think that's something very powerful and something very relatable um and you know of course he has you know everything else about him is super cool besides being super fit he's a billionaire playboy he's got cool ass gadgets he's super smart you know like he can fight anybody, world's greatest detective. He just has all these great, like, attributes about him. A great silhouette, I think, you know. Like, you can tell, you could literally have a just a shadow cut out of him and you'll know exactly who it is. There's just so much to love about the character. Um, you know, I mean, I said I do, you do. I mean, my dog's name is Batman, for heaven's sakes. So, um... Yeah, I just think it's just, you can see yourself in Batman. You can't see that with some other heroes. Yeah, true. Um, I think one of the big differentiators between Marvel and DC, uh, like back in the, you know, uh, back in the golden and silver age, certainly, but probably more prominently now, is that Marvel heroes always felt more down to earth and grounded, um, whereas DC heroes felt literally like a pantheon of gods or like maybe mm-hmm. more like ancient Greek myths more than um, story that is that people could relate to. Um, but that is with the exception of Batman, who is uh, you know he is the the regular person's connection. Um, to this world of uh, gods Um, and so I think that um, you know I think there's a lot of those type of uh, anchor characters or characters that that provide people with some sort of uh, even the tiniest tiniest bit of relatability uh, in all sorts of fiction and I think that that Batman really serves that purpose for DC like you said so totally agree there um yeah i don't think there's too much more to say about that i think you put it very well um and uh you know i i as someone who is a fan of batman it's just great to be sort of living in a time where uh, you know so many other people are interested in the same thing and so we get a lot of really cool uh batman related stuff movies cartoons um spin-offs uh, and of Toys. course tons of awesome comics yeah i mean you can't you you can't 
beat it. Like, I have a little Batman shelf behind me that just has, like, you know, different takes on Batman. You know, I have a signed Neil Adams uh, a print of a, a, one of my favorite comic covers of them with the Joker and the Batman on it. It's actually the only Batman poster outside of something my niece drew for me that had Batman on it on my walls and yeah but he he is endearing he's enduring and you know uh, a, a fun a fun character fun character to make fun of too so like <laughs> yeah like I, I love that uh, skit recently on um, uh, SNL like, oh man, Batman is the worst. He's always beating up, breaking people's necks, doing all this stuff. Like... <laughs> Look, I'll talk to Batman for you guys. I'll, I'll tell him to give you guys a break. He's not a bad guy, I swear. We are talking about Batman? Yeah! <laughs> Somebody's got to do something about him. Oh, don't worry about that. My cousin is locked up with a yoker right now, oh. and they're cooking up the perfect plan to get rid of him for good. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever I could do to help. Uh, so what's this plan? Don't worry about it, Mr. Wayne. You've done enough for us. Come on, y'all. I'll tell you all about it. The Joker's gonna cut off the Batman's wiener. No, but wiener is what he will say. You know, they're making fun of it, and sometimes you can see that in it, but, like, it's just, I don't know. I really enjoy him. Yeah, and so uh, I hope everybody out there um, took this last Saturday to uh, spend some time thinking about how much they appreciate Batman and how much we can appreciate both Bob Kane and Bill Finger, who were, um, you know, true co-creators of this of this uh, of this character. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we, we know the story of Bill Finger now, who, mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time was not given, was a ghost writer and, and not given credit for, uh, what he contributed to Batman. But, um, most of what we think of as Batman today, at least from a design standpoint and from some, uh, you know, more of the important beats, a story standpoint, um, can be attributed to Bill Finger. So, um, they both deserve praise and for that, but, uh, glad to see that, uh, Bill Finger is getting his posthumous due. Although it is unfortunate that it has to be posthumous. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was probably the only thing that made me smile in Batman V Superman was the Mm -hmm. fact that at least his name was up there. He deserves that. Yeah, the very first uh, picture, picture. Oh my God, film. Well, John, any last words about Batman? Um. Yeah, you know, uh, on this uh, this blessed Saturday, which it surely is. Um, it's surely a sunny Saturday where we are yeah. recording right now. Yeah, try to read a Batman comic. Watch a Batman movie. Don't not Batman v Superman or Justice League, <laughs> unless that's your jam. Unless I mean, you really like that Martha is, part, it's cool. You know, do that. Um, or read a comic if you haven't read The Dark Knight Returns. Check it out; it's a fun read. Batman Year One's a fun read. Killing Joke is a little controversial nowadays than it was when it first came out, but it's a quick read. Um, there's some great books. There's a lot of great artists, you know. And if you don't like any of those, then read it uh, or watch The Tick for the Deflator Mouse, or that's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, Batman's cool. Give him his dues. I can't wait to see the new Batman movie. Um, and you know, I'm sure that uh, Forrest and I will be talking about Batman again because. Uh, how can you not? He is he is truly a, a a building block of pop culture, and to say he isn't or he's not near there would be just wrong, in my opinion. Oh yeah, 
he's a titan he's in the pantheon for sure he's in my personal pantheon and <laughs> he um uh yeah that's right the you heard it here for first folks um pop saga supports batman so please go out there and read a batman won't you for just one 10 cups of coffee the price of 10 cups of coffee you too can read a batman won't you read a batman to be real go visit a local comic shop they need that help yeah lots of comic shops are offering curbside service so if you i think that's (laughs) i was kind of ripping you earlier for (laughs) begging people to to go read batman but i think in the context of uh of uh saving uh or trying to keep comic uh, retailers afloat um i would say yes go out there and buy spend a, a couple bucks at your local comic store and there's not much better you could do uh for for a comic than buying a a good uh batman graphic novel you're going to have something great to read and you will contribute to the well-being of uh comic shops which are an important haven for um you know indoor kids i mean they're the breeding ground of, of pop culture and like, everybody of all types yeah yeah of course you know but like they they it's like you're a window to a fantastic world and okay, a is that a new song behind the counter what that's all this? i got this is me singing you know brand new world go through the door because you you know like comic shops game shops all this stuff is like you know the building blocks of okay I thought Pop we were gonna. I thought you were going to burst out in music, and I had was not informed, and I did not get a chance to rehearse, and I hate being left out of a musical. <laughs> well, I know, but see, the thing is with musicals, Forrest, everyone knows the whole thing. It doesn't Damn matter it. when you would know when to come in. Uh, you would okay. know when to come in. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, that's all my words. Go support your local thing. Read a Batman comic book. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so, to all our pop friends and pop family out there, uh, we hope that you stay happy, and we hope that you stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Batman is cool. Where's the Joker laugh, dude? Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style, we so cool Pop culture, talking new and old school, yeah You should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver Ain't no doubt we gotcha, this is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right, this is a lifestyle Welcome to the nerd life, Pop Saga